This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. Today we talk about one of our favorite topics. It's how the brain works. And what I'm excited about sharing today is that the brain has its own intelligence. The brain finds its own equilibrium when interacting with devices created to bring more health and happiness to the brain. Our guest today is Marty Watke of the Watke Infinite Potential Institute in Santa Barbara, California. And I know right now you're making judgments. You're saying, Watke Infinite Potential, Santa Barbara, this is way too woo-woo for me. Stay with me. This guy is really smart. Marty was the first to utilize neurofeedback as an inpatient treatment method for drug addicts, people with anxiety, depression, PTSD. He is a pioneer in the field of neurotherapy. I bet when you're scrolling through social media, you see advertisements for devices personal home devices for neurotherapy and neurofeedback. Or maybe I just see these things in my feed because that's my algorithm. You'd put sensors on your head and the sensors register kinda the energy that's going on in your mind. And if you're in a relaxed and peaceful setting, what you see on the screen is something positive, bright and sharp, maybe colorful. And if the device reads that you're in an agitated state, what you see on the screen would maybe begin to fade away and your brain realizes oh when I breathe this way or think this way or relax this way the screen gets brighter it's not something you're actually doing it's something your brain is doing for you let's let Martin Watke explain it's completely outside of your level of awareness we have many autistic children doing this and you know they could they wouldn't understand the technology even if we explained it but the brain just knows what to do the brain is in the whole body in fact there's just this re, there's a remarkable intelligence there and if you aim it in the right direction it's going to go it's just like riding a bike you know you know when you're balancing and then all of a sudden somebody lets go of you and you don't need training wheels anymore it's same same way with the brain that's Martin Wutke, W-T-T-K-E, of the Wutke Infinite Potential Institute in Santa Barbara, California, talking about neurotherapy and neurofeedback. And that's the topic today. Brought to you by New York Ketamine Infusions. When traditional depression, PTSD, anxiety, and other mood disorder treatments don't work, contact them about their game-changing therapy at nyketamine.com. If you're coping with depression and nothing has worked, New York Ketamine Infusions would like to hear from you. They're accepting new patients suffering from depression, PTSD, anxiety, and other mood disorders. Ketamine works differently than traditional treatments, and they're the most experienced ketamine infusion center in the nation. New York Ketamine Infusions' physician-led team safely administers doses tailored for each patient and boasts an impressive 84% success rate. To learn more, visit nyketamine.com. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so 
so much for tuning in to Shine On. Thank you for listening, whether you listen on the radio or on your device as a podcast. I'm so happy to be connected and I'm so happy for you following and subscribing and rating. And it's just a wonderful experience to share this with you. And I appreciate your company. And you know, this lights me up. We're talking to Marty Wutke of the Wutke Infinite Potential Institute. We're talking about neurofeedback. We're talking about hope and real help for people with PTSD, concussions, OCD, ADHD, depression. This is a neuroscientific, non-invasive method to help let go of old behavioral mental patterns. We talk about it all the time. The superhighways that we build in our brains, we form mental patterns. And with neurotherapy, you're working on your body, your mind, and your soul levels all connected, and you're moving beyond just changing the symptoms. You're starting to reach what Marty calls your infinite potential, a freer, fuller, happier, healthier life filled with purpose. And gosh, I just want that so much for everybody with these types of situations. Martin Wutke, how do you explain what you do? The the elevator speech we all... uh, Well, so I help people make their brains work better, optimize brain function. Every, you know, you've heard change your brain, change your life. Well, you know, neuroscience and um, mental health, we're all discovering now that the brain is the source of our problems and our healing if we know how to harness the intelligence uh, within. And so what, what, what I do is a type of biofeedback called neurofeedback where we can assess brain function and then find out where things need to be adjusted according to that function and any symptoms, challenges, or problems in the person's life. And, and it, it is not a treatment per se, it's a training. So we train the brain to work better. So when you say that it's our brain that's the source of our healing, I need you to explain what kind of healing we're talking about. Post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, anxiety disorders, depression, addiction, attention deficit disorder, even on down the line to things like autism, uh, we get uh, good results with. So, you know, the military's picked this up. They're using it at a couple of rehab centers in Florida for post-traumatic stress disorder and for the traumatic brain injury that some of the guys came back with. Athletes use it. Several um, athletic teams use it to teach their athletes how to be calmer, quieter, more poised. And it also improves visual motor coordination. So all those things are based on, you know, how well is the brain functioning? And is it not functioning in certain areas? And then that's part of the, the, our job is to assess that and then to train it appropriately. Why would our brain not be operating as it should in certain areas? Are we born this way or does something happen? Both. I mean, there's many variables. Sometimes we're born that way. Um, you know, our brain gets washed with the neurochemicals and stress chemicals that our mother had during her pregnancy. And there's some evidence to show that our DNA can get altered by um, generations trauma from the past. So then when we're born, you know, the, uh, many, many variables, our environment is crucial. And uh, we know that if there's neglect or abuse or even witnessing abuse, it begins to change brain function. And it may not show up immediately, but later on down the line, all kinds of problems can emerge when the brain is thrown off. So nutrition, environment, genetics, all these things are factors. And then, of course, there's the realization of the last decade or so that a concussion 
is not a good thing. You don't just walk it off. Right. Can't tell you how many clients I have who, oh, yeah, I had a concussion when I was eight, but they just told me, you know, the doctor told my parents I was fine, but then we see problems show up later on in life. So there's many, many, many factors that go into our brain function. You know, the brain is very, is neuroplastic. It, it shifts and forms itself according to the environmental input. Right. So that's a, that's a huge factor, uh, a factor that explains a lot of behavior, but also how to fix it. Okay. I just want to touch on, because this is so much information, and I do want to touch on, we've talked about on the show before, studies that have shown the, the neurochemical makeup of the grandchildren or the children of Holocaust survivors, right? Yeah. There, there are some markers in our being because of the stress that our ancestors went under. And that's something that you can address with neurofeedback? Well, we can help release some of that trauma. It, what happens is different parts of the brain become hypervigilant and react through the limbic system. So we can teach the brain to stop doing that. Whether or not that's actually affecting and changing the DNA and the genetics, uh, we don't know. But uh, I've had, I've treated Holocaust survivors uh, many, many years ago, of course, 30, 40 years ago, very successfully. And also, too, it's possible that, say, someone gets a concussion playing, you know, football in, in grade school, that something many years later can reveal itself? Well, yeah. I mean, look at the what they're finding out with the NFL. These guys, you know, when they do autopsies, when they die, they, they have a chronic encephalopathy that probably started way back uh, with multiple concussions. So, you know, they, once, once when the brain is injured, if, it, if some kind of rehab uh, is not used as an intervention, there can be problems later on. Just like when we have trauma, when if we experience trauma when we're young, it may not show up for many, many, many years. You know, there's a book called The Body Keeps the Score, and it can't be you know, said more succinctly. The body is keeping the score of everything that happens to us. You just have to pay attention to that and see what, what that score is and where it's leading us. Yeah, that book is on my nightstand. It's one of my go-tos. Oh, good. It's just crucial that we start paying attention to um, how this score is accumulating in our lives. Uh, it's not that we have to uncover and identify every single trauma we've been through, but if we're experiencing challenges or symptoms or suffering, it's often a good idea to take a look at our lives and see if there there may be some kind of pattern going on and then interrupt the pattern, obviously. Okay. We are going to talk about how you do that with neurofeedback, but can I ask you, uh, you said the term, we become hypervigilant, and mm -hmm. I've seen so many things about empathy, and now I'm coming to understand that people who are highly empathic, um, and I'm doing my air quotes, I don't know if you can see them, often people who are highly empathic, they're just living out this uh, stress, what would you call it, a stress, a symptom of stress where they're hypervigilantly looking for, they're taking everyone's temperature in the room, basically. Yes, that, that, that is certainly true. There are some people who are true empaths, but there are other people who 
as you say, are hypervigilant because of trauma they've been through. They've learned how to walk around on eggshells, whether they lived in an alcoholic home or were witnesses uh, or victims of some kind of abuse. And they start, as you say, they start learning how to read the room. They read facial expressions. They read sort of have this almost this psychic ability to uh, read the energy in a room. But, we, you know, we all have that to certain degrees, but there are certainly some people who we would say are hypervigilant to that and have almost trained themselves. And it's a survival mechanism. I mean, it's purely a survival mechanism to keep them safe. And they don't find the happiest person in the room. They find the person with the turmoil in the yeah, room. Yeah, they, the, they find the person that, who's the biggest threat. Again, a survival mechanism. It, it, it's serving them. But, you know, it's not so great when you're sitting in a movie theater and you can feel like the person five rows behind you is staring at the back of your head. I mean, that, that happens quite often to some hypervigilant people. So. Hypervigilance. Neurofeedback is the topic. Martin Watke of the Watke Infinite Potential Institute is our guest, and we'll be right back. If you're coping with depression and nothing has worked, New York Ketamine Infusions would like to hear from you. They're accepting new patients suffering from depression, PTSD, anxiety, and other mood disorders. Ketamine works differently than traditional treatments, and they're the most experienced ketamine infusion center in the nation. New York Ketamine Infusions' physician-led team safely administers doses tailored for each patient and boasts an impressive 84% success rate. To learn more, visit nyketamine.com. Talk to me about neurofeedback. How do you do it? Okay, neurofeedback has had many iterations over the past 40 years, largely because of improvements and development of technology, hardware, and software. So neurofeedback, uh, the, the type that I do, the gold standard now in the field, is first to do a quantitative EEG. So that means you're doing, you know, some people call it a brain map. You're taking a, sort of a snapshot of what the person's brain is doing. And we measure over uh, roughly rather 6,000 metrics, and all of those metrics are compared to a database of normative data. So just like any physiologic thing that you measure, liver enzymes or whatever, we can see if it's within normal ranges or outside of normal ranges. Then we look at the areas of the brain where this, this data may be indicating there's some kind of function outside of the norm and see if those areas correlate with the symptoms or the problems the person is reporting, and usually it does. We find the location. Then we design a protocol, and and basically what that protocol is designed to do is to teach that individual's brain to change the activity so that it moves not doesn't normalize but it moves more towards the normal zone so the brain becomes more electrically efficient when that happens we see all kinds of problems uh, ameliorate i did this for many many years uh, 15 or more years in a psychiatric hospital for addiction eating disorders post-traumatic stress disorder depression and anxiety and um, extremely effective now i do it all outpatient uh, here on the west coast in santa barbara it's a training it's not an overnight thing you know it person doesn't get hooked up to a computer and bam they change their brain it takes a number of sessions to get things to shift so first you'll take a map of my brain and then right. you'll figure out what's the best protocol to make my brain work more efficiently 
right? Exactly. And then I'm going to get hooked up to a computer. And what am I going to do? Because I'm going to have to do the work, right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's different types of feedback. What we want to do is we want to give the brain um, a positive reward. Uh, you know, it's operant conditioning. So we want to give the brain some kind of a signal when it's doing the right thing. So what we've progressed to now is we can use any video, so Netflix, uh, Hulu, YouTube, whatever, and the feedback we use now is brightness. So if the, if the person's brain is moving in the direction we want it to, the reward is that the uh, picture is bright, you know, the normal brightness. If it's not, it, it starts to dim. And it, it's sort of intermittent. It goes, It doesn't flash, but it goes in and out, in and out relative to how well the person is doing. And so after a period of time, the person, uh, and it's not conscious, but the person, the brain starts to change accordingly, um, starts to adjust to those moments when the screen is bright and to um, learn that when the screen is dark, the brain's not exactly doing what we want it to do. How am I controlling this? It's completely outside of your level of awareness. We have many autistic children doing this and you know, they, could, they wouldn't understand the technology, even if we explained it. But the brain just knows what to do. The brain is, and the whole body, in fact, is just this, there's a remarkable intelligence there. And if you aim it in the right direction, it's going to go. It's just like riding a bike. You know, you know when you're balancing, and then all of a sudden somebody lets go of you, and you don't need training wheels anymore. It's same same way with the brain. All right. So is this a proper analogy that when, in the course of any event, if you walk near a fire and you feel the heat, you naturally back up. You don't walk towards uh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's a good analogy. Sure. Yeah. So when I'm watching this TV screen, my thoughts are going in one direction, and if I put them in another direction, my screen gets brighter. Yeah, but it's not really your thoughts as much as it is how you're thinking. So if you're thinking in a calm, relaxed manner, uh, that may support the brightness of the movie. Whereas if you're, um, you know, you're stressed out, you have a lot of anxiety or fear, that is also going to affect the process. And the intelligence in my brain realizes that when I make an internal adjustment, the screen gets brighter. Exactly. You know, just like riding a bicycle, you know, your, your brain knows what balance is. Yeah. Now, I have to go into your office to do this. Yes. Yeah, there are at-home units, but, um, you know, if somebody's been through the training process and we feel like it's okay, we, we can recommend at-home units. But the at-home units, for the most part, are one-size-fits-all. The training that we design is very unique to the individual's brain, so very specific to what's going on with them. I can't imagine how incredibly rewarding it is when somebody gets better. Yeah, you know, I've been doing this for almost 40 years, and, and I I just, it's, it's you're right, it's extremely rewarding. And I've brought loved ones out of major traumas and catastrophes, so you're right, it's very rewarding. Uh, you have a book called The Brain Sutras, Keys Revealed. Can you tell us about that? You know, one thing I've been also teaching for 40-plus years is uh, meditation, and uh, I lived at a retreats, meditation retreat center for a while. And you know, I started to look at what is, what is this, this state we call, or there's a thing we call spirituality. 
and how does that relate to the brain? So I began to examine that, looking at, um, you know, this big question of consciousness, which is in the news a lot lately. So I began to look and study and read and, of course, do my own experience with meditation. So that's really what that book is, how I see and how I've experienced what we, this thing we call consciousness and how that manifests through our brains. I mean, our brains don't create consciousness. Our brains are created by consciousness. It may be difficult for some very linear type thinkers, but um, that's been my experience. So that that book is just sharing a lot of tidbits about how that works. Our brains are created by consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Now I need a nap. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Marty Wutke of the Wutke Infinite Potential Institute. Please tell me why I can't sit down and meditate as often as I'm called to. Like my brain says, you should sit down, girl, and I don't. Um, well, there's, you know, we have funny reasons for different resistances. You know, I think um, many of us, there's even a book that says, whatever your brain wants to do, do the opposite, you know, <laughs> because there, there are all kinds of resistances. There may be a little attention deficit disorder, which will block us from doing the things we know we should do and so on. But, you know, meditation is you don't just sit down and start meditating. You have to learn how to do it. So there are many, many prerequisites to meditation that I teach. And, uh, you know, the thing is, some people sit down and say, I'm going to meditate 20 minutes. Well, don't do 20 minutes. Just do three or four minutes and practice some breathing first and so on. Then eventually the brain settles down, the mind settles down, you begin to discover an inner stillness. It doesn't just happen overnight, though. Yeah, all the good stuff takes time. Martin Wutke of the Wutke Infinite Potential Institute. Visit WhatKeyWTTKEIPI.com. We'll be back with more after this. If you're coping with depression and nothing has worked, New York Ketamine Infusions would like to hear from you. They're accepting new patients suffering from depression, PTSD, anxiety, and other mood disorders. Ketamine works differently than traditional treatments, and they're the most experienced ketamine infusion center in the nation. New York Ketamine Infusions' physician-led team safely administers doses tailored for each patient and boasts an impressive 84% success rate. To learn more, visit nyketamine.com. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. Our guest today was Marty Wutke of the Wutke Infinite Potential Institute. Neurofeedback is the topic. And now go look in your social media feeds. I bet you will find that you see these advertisements for these personal devices. You could get your own neurofeedback machine. It's definitely more tailored to your needs when you have a personal experience with someone like Marty Wutke. So if you're ever in Santa Barbara, look him up for sure. WutkeIPI.com. I want to give a shout out to Joanne. I saw Joanne at the Sunday Market on the River in Verplank last week, and she said, Casey, that conversation about the owls, I really enjoyed that. Joanne, I really appreciate getting that feedback because I thought, Do people think owls are as cool as I think they are? And even Frankenberry in our production department, who takes my audio and turns it into a podcast, he wrote to me as well and said he too appreciates the coolness of owls. And I didn't tell the story last week because, you know, Janet Ackerman was a bit of a scientist. But I know a woman whose husband passed away unexpectedly, fairly young, Three owls sat outside her house for three nights. Did you ever hear stories like that about owls? 
well, this is something I want to talk about. The other night, I was thinking about that story as I was drifting off to sleep, and I was thinking about how I left that out of the podcast, and I thought to myself, you know, I didn't share it because I felt uncomfortable, and also, it's not my story to share. That woman should share that story. And I felt called to post up to our Circle of Women page, if you have a story to share, I'd love to hear it. And I've already recorded three different guests, women who raised their hand and said, I have a story. One was a story about winning an award. One was a story about a crazy coincidence, a crazy coincidence. Another was a story about a woman who was born with a facial difference. And now, after she's raised her children and buried her husband, she's ready to talk about what has set her apart, and she's ready to help other people on this journey. I was so blown away by all the stories, and that's how we're going to spend the rest of the summer, sharing great stories. Our stories. Your stories. You've heard plenty of my stories. (laughs) I want to hear your stories. So do reach out to Circle of Women on Facebook, caseysplace.com, K-A-C-E-Y-P-L-A-C-E.com. We have a new moon Zoom, Monday the 17th at 6. Get your link at caseysplace.com. We'll do a little meditation visualization. Our thought for the day is from Nikola Tesla. My brain is only a receiver. In the universe, there is a core from which we obtain knowledge, strength, and inspiration. I have not penetrated into the secrets of this core. But I know that it exists. Shana. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on. Mm-hmm.